Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to Scott's Daily Word with Pastor Scott Longyear. Each day, we focus on what God has to say to us through one single word. Throat punch! That's our word for today, throat punch! And you say, well, I think I'm going to need a Bible verse for that one, Pastor. Well, I got one for you, Jack. Psalm 35 verse 1 says this, Punch these bullies in the nose. Punch these bullies in the nose. And if I was going to reword that, I would say this, Punch these bullies in the throat. Listen, if you write down a complaint on a prayer request card, bully, you deserve a punch in the throat. If you walk back to the sound booth in the middle of service and try to tell the tech crew how to run sound, you deserve a punch in the throat. If you write an anonymous letter and send it to the church, you deserve a throat punch. And if you put some songs on a slip of paper and give it to the worship leader and say, maybe you'd do better with these, you deserve a throat punch. Looking for more ways to hear from God? Check out scottlongyear.com. Welcome to episode 25 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. What's up, Mr. Probs? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm I'm feeling mighty fine. You know what make what has me feeling fine? What's that? We're welcoming our boy back. I I dude, I want to come up with a theme song and go, "Oh, guess who's back?" <laughs> Long years back. <laughs> What's up, guys? They let me back in. They let me back in. I technologically, yes. I just broke into. I just broke into it technologically. They can't shut me down. It's like that's it's right. It's like a virus that you can't get rid of. Man, it is so, so good guy. to have you back. That's right, dude. And if if long years here, you know what that means. It is a supersized episode of sliding into the DMs. Last night, uh, we did another question and answer on Instagram, and I, it might have been the biggest one yet. Dude, I got blisters. Was, I got blisters insane. on my thumbs. All, <laughs> There's blood all over your screen. <laughs> Great questions, so, though, right? And just, uh, just, just good answers. I, I love what's going on with the with the worship leader probs community. With the what are you saying, the worship leader probs nation? I, know, I yeah, got a nation. I got you. Cool. a lingo, you know. It's so cool. I mean, yeah, you know what? Great question. You know man. what though? It's a misnomer because honestly, it, it's kind of global now. Hmm. Like, mm. it's funny on the podcast, um, when I look at the statistics, it only shows the top 50 countries that were listened, that were being listened to in. And it hit 50 countries like four months ago. What up, so Ubekistan? Shout out, Ubekistan. <laughs> United <laughs> Arab Emirates. I see you. Let's go, Dubai. Bring it live it live from Dubai. Let's go. Let Let's go. go. In. Dubai needs Jesus. In. Yeah, man. Probably in a bad What's way. That really, is that where that really tall building is? Yes. Like yeah. people hitting Didn't Tom Cruise off jump off that building or something? Oh, my Lord in heaven. I wouldn't be inside <laughs> the building, but we should do an episode from there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. We had a, uh, like didn't we have a, we had an MVP from the United Arab Emirates or Dubai or we something? We did. I think that's right. We did. Early on. Nice. Yeah. We did. Nice. Yeah. That was awesome. Guys, so in, in, in this, this podcast right now, we've got myself, a production guy. We've got Mr. Probs, a worship leader. And we've got a senior pastor and Mr. Long here, here, and we are like a little over a week away from Easter and everyone is smiling right now. So <laughs> just denial. We're just in denial. <laughs> what? Easter? I mean, who, who put that at on the calendar? Our, 
That's right. At least oh. for our church, dude, it's like it's the busiest season, like trying to get through and get these services going and, yep. and the amount of pieces that come. How's how everybody doing? We stay insane. Is the plan that we put into place everybody everything going well? It's good mine, for us. Mine's man. hanging. Yeah, man. Mine's hanging tough. We've got uh we've got a good Friday service. Yeah, and then so we, we we have like a giant community Easter egg hunt on Easter Saturday. Whoa. And then and then we have our first service that night, and then we got three on Sunday. So so far, the plan is holding. Love it. <laughs> so far. Praise so the Lord. Far. Yeah, we don't do uh we used to do Easter eggs and stuff, and then we started loving Jesus. And so we decided we weren't gonna do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> no, uh, it became a bit of a, a bandwidth and, a, and we talk a lot around here about ROI, return on investment. So um <clears throat> but we also we've our church has not done a good Friday service. We've had some that have been in town doing that. And so like this coming Sunday is actually Palm Sunday. But I feel like the the Good Friday story gets lost if we're not eat, if we're not careful. So the last couple of years and this year again, instead of it being Palm Sunday, um, I'm actually moving Good Friday into Palm Sunday, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, the resurrection. And so, uh, Jeremy, this is some of the stuff that uh, we did. We were in some meetings in Dallas as we looked at just the the, the brutality of the cross of Christ. It's going to be a pretty heavy yeah. and good uh, service for us, I believe. And then we'll roll into Easter. And I don't know how you guys do. Um, like Jeremy, I don't have a place for you and Andy. I don't know how. Oh, oh, you're sorry, you're gonna need to edit that out. Jeez, um, man, that was sorry. That was for him. Um, uh, <laughs> Dang it, long ear. So this guy broke in, and then I and I tell everybody who Mr. Worship Leader Probs is, man. But but what a better way to save the world than telling people that? Uh, what a strange way. Is, anyway. is it true that his favorite song is Oklahoma? <laughs> I cannot say. I cannot say. Down, sweeping down the plains. <laughs> Where I don't even know where I was going. Oh, so for Easter, what we found for Easter is that if we went super huge production-wise, that then the weeks following Easter was kind of yes. like wah, 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 wah. And so we try to do a little bit special, but we don't go just like incredibly uh, over the top because we want to give people a taste of of what we're doing. But I could talk for, man, I, I could talk for hours yeah. on, on what we got coming into Easter because we're, we're just in a crazy great season and looking forward That's to it. That's awesome, dude. So we'll awesome. do... Uh, We'll do a Good Friday service. It's outdoors. We have a we have a pretty large uh, parcel of land that we sit on, it's forty plus acres. And so, in the mm-hmm. back corner, there's a really nice gazebo and a bunch of giant oak trees. And so, we'll do an outdoor uh, Good Friday service. And we actually uh, have invited another church to join us. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, that might be happening. And then uh, Easter, we also stopped probably about six years ago doing Easter up big. Cause it almost feels like a bait and switch then because if they come back the following week, they're not going to get the same experience that they had before. So um, we don't really go too crazy, but we're stealing an idea from this church in Indiana. We're doing baptisms in service this year. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Let me know and, how and that goes. Yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> we're <laughs> flipping the service on its head. We've jacked the entire order of how we're doing. Like the message is coming early, early in the service. And then it's going to go into baptisms. And um, we have a donut wall this year. We've never done anything Ooh, like that before. Hello. So, so like if yeah, you get baptized, so. you get, I have a problem with that theologically. Like come, no, come get a donut, everyone but you gets have to walk in the baptistry to get it. Like that doesn't nope, seem right. Everyone gets a donut. <laughs> we put in a water slide for our baptismal. A great deal. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude, we're, we're excited and uh, believe it, this is what I love right now in our season. We're in without a uh, senior shepherd. 
our youth pastor is preaching the Easter message, dude. Mm. Wow. Wow. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So we're, we're really excited. So a lot of work next week, getting ready for everything, but man, just uh, excited to see what God is going to do at our Amen. church. So. Amen. It's going to be a good Easter. It's going to be a good, Uh-oh. good Easter. We lost long year. Long year's uh, choking on something, man. He's choking. He got him. <laughs> it's a square. <laughs> it's a square donut from down there in paradise. <laughs> yeah. He, see, he's got to thinking about Easter eggs and it just, <laughs> it made him sick to his stomach. <laughs> I had to cough so loud <laughs> to do that in the mic would be so unprofessional. Dude. So long. Year. Do you want to hear something incredible? You know it. I, I do our, so bad. Our, yeah. Our, our two most listened to episodes on the podcast so far are with Sandy Patty. <laughs> and our, our, our podcast audience is young and they love them. Some Sandy P that's very cool. It's pretty awesome. So, well, guys, let's get into the very first segment on our podcast that we like to call our MVPs. So each week on the Worship Leader Pilots podcast, we like to take a few moments and recognize your MVPs from around the world. And so uh, if you'd like to have your uh, volunteer or staff member recognized on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, simply just go to uh, info at worshipleaderprobs.com and you can send us an email um, or you can go to uh, www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the MVP tab, and we've got a form that you can easily fill out to let us know who you'd like us to recognize here on the podcast. And so Mr. Probs, who are we recognizing this week? I love this, man. We got, uh, we got two staff members this week. Uh, so our first staff MVP is Jonathan Vendries. And Jonathan is the worship pastor of Calvary Chapel in Vero Beach, Florida, where Uncle Jared lives. Uh, yeah. And is one of the youngest worship leaders in town at the largest church in town. Jonathan is a funny dude who loves Jesus, his family, worship music, and all things nerdy. Jonathan needs our prayers as his wife is due on Easter. Uh-oh. Hey, is that number <laughs> and one? So here's for them? the thing. Yeah, this is their first count. And here's oh, the thing. Man. So um where I live, uh, there is a barrier island between the mainland and the ocean. And so there's a bunch of people live out on the island and there's this beautiful park out there. And so his church every single year rents out this this giant park and they do all their Easter services outside. And it is a huge to do, and thousands of people show up for it. Wow. And dude's baby is due on Easter. <laughs> on Easter. Boy, we need to pray for Jonathan. <clears throat> yep, pray for Jonathan. So, pray and, for and guys, Jonathan. I, I've known Jonathan uh, since he was in sixth grade. He went to the school that we have here at our church, uh, at the campus that uh, that we're at. And he is he is a hot mess. He is somebody everyone gets to, needs to get to know because he will keep you laughing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Well, Jonathan, congratulations, my man. Uh, our our second MVP, staff MVP, is Paul Bamberg. Paul is the tech, technical production manager at Maryland Community Church in Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, Paul Paradise. has a, Dice. Paul has a huge heart for ministry and is good in a crunch. He's a hard worker, great work ethic. Uh, he works hard to get the job done and keeps Maryland Community Church looking and sounding great. So, Jonathan and Paul, we salute we, you. We salute you. Paul works with you, right? He does, man. I tell you, this this guy is he's just amazing at what he does. And, um, you know, the technical production side of things, as you guys know, not easy. 
Uh, but he, he he keeps he keeps moving ahead and moving ahead and moving ahead. I've been in South Africa with him with the Experience Conference, and he even works some of the behind the scenes uh, Experience USA. And uh, I'm man, I'm privileged to have him uh, as as part of our team here. So 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 good. Yeah, I got to work with Paul at Experience USA, and uh, it was a blast. He's super fun to be around, and uh, hardworking dude, man. So Maryland Community Church, you're blessed. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, again. If you want us to recognize your MVPs, go to infoworshipleaderprobs.com, send us an email, or go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and click on the MVP tab. Well, boys, I am, I'm pretty excited because I got a text message from Mr. Probs earlier today that said, I have some fantastic prayer concerns. <laughs> so let's jump into my favorite part of the Worship Leader let's Probs go, podcast called Prayer Concerns. So these are actual prayer concerns. The people. These are yeah. actual prayer concerns. People send these in. Sometimes we get pictures of the handwritten notes. Like last week, we got a handwritten. This guy, he modeled his critique after the good, the bad, and the ugly, the Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> movie. Yeah. So, yeah. So here I got, I have, I think I have five. Ooh. I think I have five. I think See, I have that's five. why I'm, I'm so excited. excited. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, prayer concern number one. On the real, I once had someone find me after worship and tell me that my hat made it where they couldn't worship. This was while the pastor was preaching, and I said, well, you confronting me about my hat is making it where I can't hear the sermon. And I walked <laughs> off. <laughs> That's a throw punch right there, baby. <laughs> I would. This, this is this is getting to the to the your mom level. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, hey, I'm at this. Your mom. Like, what is this? Is church people, come on. He should have dropped his mic and walked away at that point. That's fantastic. <laughs> truth. Hashtag truth. Mr. Probs always brings up that like many times congregants only see us as, hey, good morning. How are you? How's the family? Okay, let's raise our hands and praise Jesus. So when something comes up and and you maybe exercise some of the leadership that God's given you. They're a lot of times not prepared to get that. Yeah. And so I would love to have seen that lady or gentleman's face when he said, well, you are keeping me from hearing the sermon. Out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Here's number two. Prayer concern number two. I ran into a little kid at a night service, and I had also served on band in the morning service. At the welcome, he stopped looked me up and down and said, not you again. <laughs> I had to endure you this morning. <laughs> Man, I love how, I love how we just build each other up, you know? It's so beautiful. It's and, and we're teaching the kids at such a young age to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people be crazy, man. Okay, number three. What frequency is our music on? Is it the frequency of the angels? I know there's a frequency with rock music that will make people do crazy things, and I don't want that to happen to us. Oh. <laughs> hey, I just need to... <laughs> Okay, so... You're the quiz stone, hey, Mr. Quiz Stones, right? Yeah. Like, what... What? <laughs> okay. So, okay. It's interesting. I actually have a little bit of information on this. So, Lay it honest, man. 
dude, check this out. So I was um, watching a live stream of a local, very charismatic church. And the pastor was doing a um, revival. And so they had the speaker in from somewhere, uh, from somewhere else. And he was trying to explain the phenomenon of what's happening when a person falls over in a charismatic service, when they've been touched and things like that. And he, he went on to say that there is a specific frequency that is all around us that when they pray, it interrupts that frequency, which causes people to fall over. And I was like, what did I just hear? So I started, I started looking it up and believe it or not, there is in some occults, they believe that there is something like 4.76 kilohertz or 476 hertz. Like they actually believe there's a frequency that the earth produces that they can tune into in part of their spiritual stuff. Dude, it was the craziest wow. thing. Like wow. I heard it and then I started researching. I was like, oh, what's happening? So I'm wondering if they're thinking that rock music goes on that very frequency and See, what I'm wondering is if you could have, if you could develop an app or a clicker that you could just carry okay. around that would just automatically punch into that frequency so that when somebody came up to you in a service and said, started a sentence about your hat, you could just click it and then walk away. And then, then they pass and they, and they fall down. <laughs> like those goats that when you scare them, they fall over. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like the scared goats. <laughs> like I just, I just got this week, I was in trying to get our primetime ministry up and running. And somebody says, you guys don't care about the old people here. Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Click. You're done. You're done. Wow. That's really interesting. Oh, people. Hmm. People, people. Was that number three? I think so, yeah. That was number three. Okay, here's number four. I feel like you need to slow down. I feel like we're going too fast. We're going too fast. <laughs> I'll read it real it slow. Is. I'll read it nice and slow for you. Number four. <laughs> I bet you just like to look at that spaceship thing, which is my... 32 channel console because of the pretty colors. Do you even know what all that stuff does? <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Dare, no. do you even know what all that stuff does? No, no, sir, we don't. We spent a lot of money on her because she had all the colors that we liked. Isn't yep. she pretty? We don't it know anything about It was RGB, not CMYK, so I had to get it. Golly. The spaceship thing. <laughs> There is no, there's there's nothing like the local church, man. There's nothing like the local church. Them. I mean, I, it's the bride of Christ, and I will protect her until yes. I die. Amen. But Amen. she sure has some crazy up in her, doesn't she? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, she does. Right? She does. She does. Okay. This is the last one. He's smiling. This has got to be good. And here's what it says. Okay, I'm a worship leader's wife, and we get some crazy stuff. A woman in her 50s once was telling me how much she enjoyed my husband leading worship and said, now if we could just get him to lead with his shirt off. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can guarantee you that wasn't... That wasn't said when I was leaving worship. Ain't nobody no, said that. No, <laughs> me neither, brother. No. Oh I tell you what we're gonna do. If you're a worship leader and you ever lead men, if you ever lead with your shirt off, the worship 
leader probcast. The, the worship. <laughs> Can't even say it. I'm so cute. The worship leader, pretty good. The probcast. The probcast. We're gonna come to you and punch you in the throat multiple times. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. You you ain't stealing the glory from nobody when you do that, man. Oh my gosh. Oh my lord. It's like that. Can I be honest though? Like, if you're the wife, though, are you? Are you of, are you offended or is it a compliment? Are you like, you know, yeah, like I, 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 that's it's so you're not lying. It's come on. It makes you wonder if he's like one of those muscle ripped up dudes and he's doing like the pec bounce while he's up there. Like, <laughs> like Terry Crews, he's got a deep V on and he's got the pecs bouncing yeah. while he's leaving. He's going with the yeah. metronome. So calm, <laughs> move, let justice roll on. Oh gosh! If only they could see, because this is an audio podcast. Mister Probs is making his pecs move to the music it with his fantastic. hands. With his hands. With his hands. With his hands. With my hands. Yeah, I cannot do it on the natural. So yeah, man. No, Woo. they don't. Uh, I wonder if that's the same church that where they Oklahoma. had. Uh, was it? The, the, uh, I'd love to see you uh, lead the choir, and I and turns around. Oh, yes. like, I sure like watching you lead the choir. Man, you got to know, I don't know how it exactly plays, but you got to know there's some angels that like, you know, Jesus kind of checking in, like what's going on with first church over there? And an angel turning to Jesus going like, Mm-mm, not this week, Jesus. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, can't even tell you up in here. Oh, I got some work gosh. to do. <laughs> well, oh, I want to say you're, you're welcome. There was a person that uh, hit us in our DMs today and said, I could just listen to Jeremy laugh for an hour <laughs> on the you podcast. Do, you do make so, me laugh. You congratulations. Do make me There's a lot of Jeremy laughing today. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for continuing to send your prayer request into the podcast. And so here's the deal. Uh, if you just want to go to our DMs on the on the Instagram account, make sure you hit follow first and uh, just send us your prayer concerns there. Um, here's the deal. We promise you we will never say your name and we will never, ever mention who your church is. Uh, we're going to keep this thing completely anonymous. But if you wouldn't mind continuing to send those into us, man, we will continue to read them. And so thank you so much for being part of the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And keep your shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> keep, yeah. keep your shirt on. Men and women. For sure. I guess. That's, okay, me. so I made a covenant with you that I would tell you the next time you said prayer request instead of prayer concern. Did I say it? You said one prayer request and one <sighs> prayer concern. Man. Uh, get your head in the game, Jeremy. Be a professional here. Let's be professional. <laughs> Seriously. Dang it. All right. Well, here's the reason we're all here. And that is called sliding into the DMs. So like I said earlier, we took uh, question and answers this week on the Instagram account, and we got literally hundreds of questions. And so uh, many times it's very hard for us to um, be able to, in the little bit of space Instagram gives us, to really give good answers to a lot of these questions. So we've pulled some of them out. And so today we're going to uh, just take the rest of the time together, and we're just going to answer some of your sliding into the DM questions. And so um, the name is really the exact way that you do it. If you just want to go to our Instagram account, here's the deal. Um, one of the most humbling things that I think, uh, for Mr. Probs and I, and, and for Scott, as he kind of shares this journey with us that happens over and over, you know, yeah, there's 43,000 people right now following the count. The podcast has almost hit 40,000 listens. Those are cool things. But the fact that you guys would trust us enough to come to us for advice, we don't take that lightly. 
Um, and we don't uh, ever uh, just take that for granted. And so thank you for being willing to do that. And so that's why we wanted to really start the podcast in the beginning was to be able to take a little bit more time and take the experience that God's given us and maybe just share with you to maybe help grow the kingdom wherever you're serving right now. And so, Mr. Probs, what is the first thing we're going to be talking about? Well, this is one that um, I just want to preface it by saying, just echoing what Scott said earlier, we love the bride of Christ, man. That is the church, and we will defend her until we die. Um, With our very lives. But if you you work in the local church, you have, uh, it is is common for you to have job-related issues, just like Mm -hmm. uh, construction guys and doctors and lawyers. And I mean, there are occasions where maybe you have a rough day. You need to unpack something that's going on at church. And so we wanted to get Scott's input on what are some healthy ways to unpack? What are some things to avoid when you're unpacking? What are, who are some people to avoid unpacking with? And so we just wanted to get some wisdom from our senior pastor. So I don't, uh, uh, I don't know how, how deep I am on the wisdom, but I can tell you some experience over the years. So so the question is like when you're feeling the pressure of ministry, like kind of where do you release with that, and like who do you yes. process that with and stuff, right? Is that what I'm understanding there, Andy? Yep, Sorry, yep. I did it again. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, first of all, I think you have to realize that um, you you're in a if you're working full time in a local church, even if you're uh, volunteering, you're up in leadership, where you're seeing what I call behind the curtain uh, a bit more than other people. You just need to realize that you're living in a in a fairly uh, vulnerable, tender, and somewhat dangerous space. Um, if yeah. you look at some of the statistics on some of the most uh, um, um, emotionally damaging uh, and stress-filled full-time roles, uh, being a pastor or a minister in a church or a leader in a church is very high up there. Uh, and not just saying that because we're like, well, we're in this dangerous place as bragging rights. It, it just is. And, and so I think you have to realize the volatility that comes along, unfortunately, with leadership in a church. I think I just saw Kerry Newhoff, Newhouse quote, uh, Newhoff, sorry, Kerry Newhoff quote, which I think we're going to have on the podcast, right? In sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, and Kerry said something like, uh, you know, when you're a great leader, I don't remember the exact quote, but you just have to realize that you're going to get punched around because with leadership comes criticism. So, and criticism mm-hmm. hurts. So, you just have to realize the very people that you're trying to lead are going to are going to turn on you, and they're going to criticize you. That's why we that's why we laugh at the prayer concerns, not requests, but concerns, um, because they are so real, but they do come and are a little bit little bit damaging. So, you just have to kind of realize what you're signing up for. Nobody told me that. I, that was a kind of a shocker when I came into the church. Like, wow, I didn't realize that uh, the elders were going to actually uh, has a, a as part of their job to punish my soul as a as a young leader, um, but they yeah. seem to be taking that very seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think you, I think you have to realize that, and then um, you also have to. I think you have to have some people around you that you can talk to on a peer level, and I think it's it's beneficial if those people are outside of the church. So I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, you guys really uh, have have fulfilled that role uh, quite a bit with me. I've got a couple other people as well, but um, a lot of the times, the talking and the stuff that we do, it's safe for me because I can call you know, Andy, who lives in Nashville or Oklahoma or wherever he may be or whatever, whoever he is that week, uh, or I can call Jeremy <clears throat> and talk outside of the frame and realize, hey, this is now I trust these guys. And so 
this isn't going to go anywhere else. I need to, I need to just process this with you and they can give me some really good perspective. Uh, and I've done that on it on occasion. So I think you need some people outside of your church and those, those relationships kind of naturally develop. Um, I think you also have to realize like, you're not always right. You're not always the one that's the only one that's getting hurt in the middle of this. Uh, it may be, um, <clears throat> maybe some stuff that you need to process with a counselor somewhere along the way. Uh, I mean, I've had points where early in ministry, I'm sitting on the side of my bed in my bedroom, just crying. And as a grown man crying, my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I just know I'm lost in this yeah. ministry stuff and mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. make heads or tails of it. So it may be some counseling in there, but I'll tell you one thing that's been very healthy in, in my marriage. And that is early on in our marriage, um, because we were trying to figure out ministry. I was new into the ministry, <clears throat> trying to figure everything out. I would go home and process everything with my wife. Uh, I, I no longer do that. There came a point in our marriage where we realized it's not healthy for my wife uh, to carry the same burden that I carry and that she didn't sign up for that. And so we have an agreement in our house that, um, that I don't tell her everything. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound like a good marriage because you're not telling her. No, here's why I don't tell her everything. Uh, one, it's not her burden to carry. Two, I'm supposed to be her protector. Uh, and I can't protect her when mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I'm coming to you for counseling. Can you tell me what to do? Um, security is a big deal uh, uh, for uh, women. So I want you to make sure that she is secure in the middle of that. Plus, there's a lot of times like I may be sideways with somebody who's on my staff. They're driving me crazy. I go home and I dump that on, on my wife, Stephanie. And the next day we make up and two weeks later, she sees him at church and she's like, I'm like, why don't you hate this guy? Well, because of what he did to you. I'm like, oh, we're over that. Well, she's not over it yet. Right. Oh. So, so it, it's really not, I, I don't use that as a sounding board. Now we, we came to that agreement early on and said, like, if I don't share it, you, you trust me in this? Yes. And so Man, it was just, uh, it was two weeks ago. I had one of the hardest days in ministry that I've had, that I had with one of my, uh, one of my close leaders. And I shared some very, very uh, pointed and strong words with each other. It didn't get, you know, unchristian or anything like that, but uh, it was a day, honestly, that gutted me. And Hmm. I went home and my wife looked at me and she's like, how was your day? And I just, I shook my head and I, and she could see, I almost started tearing up and I just said, it was awful. I said, it was awful. And she said, can you tell me about it? And I said, no. And she said, okay, came and gave me a hug. And, and that was it. Um, now that's, it's a little bit lonely sometimes, but I've got to find other people to process that with. But I found that wasn't the burden for her to carry in the middle of that. So uh, you don't have the same time. You don't have the wisdom, uh, the knowledge, the, the, the um, track record, or probably uh, the age to deal with everything on your own. So you need to get some help from the outside on processing all that. Cause you may not be processing mm-hmm. it correctly. Yeah. I, I got to agree. So one of the things that God has had me repent of in the last couple of months, like, I don't think venting is a biblical concept. Like I've got to, this all happened and I just got to go. And and, and it, if you do, you do need to process, but like being very smart about how, so like uh, I've said a million times we're I'm in a, a season right now, we don't have a senior leader. And so a lot of times it's the pastors and the elders and we're all can't get on the same page. And so I would leave a meeting and First thing is call the worst pastor. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that was going on? You know, like, and next thing you know, maybe some of what he was feeling, I didn't even feel in the room, but now suddenly I am feeling, Hmm. you know, and it maybe wasn't something God put inside of me. And so now we're feeding each other and it would get worse. Or uh, we'd be in the the process of needing to make like a big spiritual decision. And so, you know, the associate guys would kind of get together and go, oh man, what do you think about this? And what do you think we should do about that? And suddenly now I've got ideas in my head that, that, that God didn't put there. They were somebody else's, you know what I mean? Their concerns that I didn't really have. And so like, I've had to repent of 
the many times that in, in my needs to process, I go to these other places that actually make it worse and compound on what's going on. Um, and so uh, I've, I've talked about it with the guys and, and with our, our elders. And I've said, hey, look, I, I haven't always processed stuff in a healthy way. And you got to be very careful with processing from anyone that actually attends your church. It might be your best friend in the entire world. But let's say the senior pastor maybe wrongs you one day and you go take that to that friend. Oh, can you believe he? And the next thing you know, a congregant might lose some respect for their senior leader. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. That's putting them in a really tough place. And so I got to agree big time, finding some people outside of your situation that you can call and talk to, to process that it's good, especially when they don't know all the details of what you're going through. Cause you can talk and they might see some things that you're just completely missing. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I've come through a season where God has been working with me, this with me nonstop. Um, I'm in a little bit different situation. My wife and I process everything together. Mm-hmm. We, our covenant is that we, we, we're doing this thing uh, together. She's a pastor's uh, kid. And so she's been around ministry for 41 years almost at this point. So she knows what it's about. And I'm the type of person I wear everything on my sleeve. And when she knows her husband's not okay, she wants to help process through that with me. And so, yep. um, so we're, we do share um, a lot of what's going on with each other. Um, and so that's just kind of how we've been, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a tough thing to walk because there is so much hurt. There is so much disappointment. There are times you, you do need people to talk to. And when you can't talk to the people around you, sometimes it does feel lonely, you know, and that that's tough. Yeah. And I think, sure. I think you're exactly right, Jeremy, you have to choose like, what's the best for your marriage in that as far as sharing with your wife or not. But I find mm-hmm. myself when I get twisted up on those that <clears throat> I'm, I've made enough mistakes when I get hurt because hurting people hurt people. And so yeah, when I'm hurting, mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt people. And so I can't many times trust my own judgment. So it was well, just a couple of weeks ago, I, I called Jeremy kind of last minute and I just said, I just need to, I need to, to yell for a little bit. And I just yep. kind of like just puked all this stuff out. And then I said, <laughs> I need you to tell me if I, I need to tell me wh- where I'm wrong here or if what I'm feeling is not right because I don't trust myself. And so yeah. I think if you got that, that good knowledge around there, but I'd be uh, with Mr. Probs, I'd be really interested in, in how you've navigated mm-hmm. this because you've been in ministry for a bit. Yeah, <clears throat> man, I, I love one of the things that you said was, you're you're supposed to protect your wife. You're supposed to be her protector. And I found out uh, really early uh, in my ministry that um, I I I married I married a warrior, you know, and and so I had to be really care really careful uh, with what I let hey, her, Scott, her in on. Scott, would you say that the Lord prepared a good wife for him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God just gave Andy, I mean, a great mm-hmm. wife for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Only for him. You know, we had to get back to the basics of, uh, of life when we started out. And uh, she, I had to be really careful because um, she is, uh, I, am, I am grateful and blessed that she is fiercely protective of me. And uh, I love that about her. But, um, you know, I take things personally and she takes things really personally, especially when they're about me. And so I, I, I really, I really try to walk that line with her, which is, which is really hard because, you know, she also knows me better than anybody. And she knows, uh, when I'm carrying something heavy and she wants to be a part of that. And there are those times, man, where I just have to say, you know what? I love that you want to walk through this with me, but I think it's best that you don't. And you need to know that there's nothing 
like immoral. There's nothing crazy going on. I'm just dealing with the situation and I want to, I want to protect you from that. And so I call one of these, I call one of these dudes and say, help. It's interesting. Cause I'm the only one that does. Yeah. Don't, again, so, I don't like, think it's, it, I don't think it's bad. I think. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like, if you were counseling a young pastor, what would you tell them? I would tell them you need to have an honest conversation with your wife and ask her what she wants. You know, mm. because you may early on, you know, you're early on in a marriage, you're still establishing trust, especially if you're coming from broken relationships. And so uh, for, for somebody, it may be, if you don't tell me everything, it's going to feed my distrust that came from my, my dad who abandoned us or from my mom who left us or whatever. So that's, that's why we fell into that. I didn't come home one day and say, say here's how it's going to be, baby. I ain't going to tell you stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I also agree, like, don't be afraid to get some counseling. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not going to, my wife and had did, did a 10 day counseling in, intensive three years ago. And more than likely this summer, we're going out for another week. Like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like God will use that to heal because the, here's the thing. If you don't heal your wounds, you're just going to bleed all over everybody. Yeah. And what happens mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. is that the things that really send you in a spiral that somebody says to you, some things will bounce off of you and some things won't. The things that don't yeah. bounce off of you are are the trigger points that people are saying to you, which are kicking into your insecurities, which you need to deal with anyway. Yep. You know, like, well, I didn't like how you led that, that worship song. Oh my goodness, they don't like me anymore. And I really want them to mm. like me. And that's mm. my primary thing for them to like. I'm sorry, that's your primary thing for them to like you. What if everybody in the congregation says, I don't didn't like that song, but God told you to do it. So it goes back to identity issues. So it may be the Lord actually using some of this pain to uncover some of the, some of the, deeper issues that you need to deal with as, uh, as you pastor along, you know, and then secondarily too, I think uh, you've just got to, if you are married, like I've taken great care to, to, I want, I, I don't want my wife or my kids to hate the church. So I want to protect them from not lie to them, but to, to p- protect them. Cause I want them growing up, not bitter. I mean, it's easy enough if you're working full-time or high level leadership in the church to, uh, to get a little tainted on it. I don't want that. Mm. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. Yeah. And if, you know, hit us with a DM. If you ever uh, run into something, you know, between uh, the two of us and then adding Scott into this, I mean, there's there's a large network. Um, if, you know, we can always try to help put you in touch with somebody in your area um, who can, uh, you know, help you, help you process. 100%. All right. Boys, well, that's, how you, that's how you do that. That's why we have this portion of the podcast right now. So we can take some time to really unpack. Love it. Absolutely. Unpacking. Well, let's, I just want to say, too, another. I got to say real quick. So yeah. in order for me to record and get good audio, I have to turn the air conditioner off in my office. I am so hot right now. <laughs> like I'm literally sweating. My back of my shirt is just soaked. Your can cheeks just, are red. But you know, can we just pull that? I'm, I'm, pull that audio I'm doing it for the, I'm doing it for the worship leader problems nation. Wow. Suffering. It's not pretty. Long suffering for the, for the probs. For the nation. It's for the pretty. nation. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's hit another one. Um, we okay. get uh, we got a fair amount of questions, and um, it was worded one of two ways. And so, like, if we could, in a way, kind of combine them. What's it? Wh- how would you describe the difference between a song leader and a worship leader? And we also got the question, what's the difference between a worship leader and a worship pastor? So almost kind of like three levels here. So um, we want to do a deep dive into the brain so of roll, Pastor Scott. Roll that again, song leader? 
So what's the what's the difference between a song leader and a worship leader? Okay. And then a worship leader and a worship pastor. I don't know. Is this all me? Jeremy, you got anything on that? I mean, I will. Well, go ahead, and then I'll just piggyback off what you said. Me, like, Jeremy, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. He's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm... So I would think, like, if you're talking like worship pastor versus worship leader, both kind of carry the same function, like to get up and to lead people into the presence of Jesus and to help teach them what they're ascribing their worth to, right? I mean, that's what we're doing as a worship leader. But I think the difference between a worship leader and a worship pastor, um, there is a special calling that we find in scripture for those that are called to the pastorate. And at that point, not only are you just a worship leader who's pointing people to Jesus like in those moments of, of singing and recitation and all the things that we do in our services, but you're also being carried to another level to care for the, the, the flock and for the, the, the sheep. And it's, I say a special calling because all over the new Testament, Paul basically says like, if you can do anything else, go do it. You know, those that carry the title of worship pastor or just carry that title of pastor. One of the things I think sometimes we, we forget Guys, if you carry that title of pastor, like scripture says, you have a double portion of judgment coming your way mm-hmm. for how you lead, for how you shepherd, for did you teach the gospel of Jesus Christ? Were you were you living a life that was holy and set apart and pleasing to the Lord? Like, I think so there's a little bit of a, like, I think all worship pastors are worship leaders, but I don't know if all worship leaders are worship pastors. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Here's a, can I jump in here? I Absolutely. Would, I would say... Probably the distinction is mostly on our side of the table. Okay. Because to the congregation, this is a person who's leading me, Mm -hmm. right? And so because you're leading them, they're going to think of you in light of you're a trusted person. You're a person, they're going to assume you're a person who's got a healthy, vibrant walk with the Lord. You're a person I can go... Uh, unload my problems to like you would to a person with the title of worship pastor. I think, I think in terms of how the congregation is going to see you, mostly the distinction is, is on our side. I can see that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's, I think there's, I think there's truth in that. And I think the, the more you see it, maybe subconsciously for some people, they may say like, well, I really enjoy when that person leads worship more than when this person leads worship. And you could say that's a judgmental comment, or you could say, why is that? And could it be that they they connect with somebody better because they're actually, they connect with the worship leader better than they do the song leader. And so I want to be careful here not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but straight up, I don't need song leaders. The church does not need song leaders. This is not the, this is not the lodge. This is not, uh, let's hang around the campfire and sing some campfire songs. We are singing songs, some of which are rooted in the, uh, the the depths of scripture and ancient texts as we declare and ascribe worth to the Lord. I don't need you to lead yep. me in a song. I need, to, I need you to lead me in ascribing worth to the Lord. That's the difference between a song mm. leader, I think, and a worship leader. And so yeah. we've got, you know, we've, we're a sizable congregation uh, and have a large group of, of musicians and vocalists. And, and I'm with our worship and production teams every week as we work on uh, coming into just big and small picture stuff. But as we do, um, and I've said to them before, you know, we do have, these people are worship leaders. These people are song leaders. So we have people uh, on our stage who are song leaders. Uh, 
Um, and when they lead a song, I know that they're a song leader. Uh, now, I do think that that a way that you progress to worship leader is that you're a, could it be that maybe you have, for some people, maybe this, I'm thinking of this as I go along. Uh, maybe for some people, you come through the, the song leader part first before you actually mm-hmm. get into, into the yeah. worship leading. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but for me, I, I'm looking for someone who is going to, their, their worship, their ascribing worth is an overflow of what they do every day. So we're coming up uh, the week after Easter. We're starting a brand new series called You Asked For It. We're talking about uh, suffering. What our congregation doesn't know is that we're going to do a, um, I'm going to bring a a family up who the mother accidentally ran over her four-year-old son and killed him. So we're going to do an interview with that. They're going to play a video. Then I'm going to interview them on stage. And we're going to talk about how do you navigate that? And one one of the part of their story is, that, that she's like, the only thing I could do, I said, did you stop worshiping in that? She said, the only thing I could do was worship in the middle of it. And, and, oh. and, mm-hmm. and so, so near the end, of, I'm fired up about this moment, near the end, and I'm getting to the point of it, near the end of that, I'm going to come up for the last song, and I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to show you how we do worship and spiritual battle, at this, how all this ties in together. And there's a Bethel song called uh, Raise, Raise My Hallelujah, or Raise a Hallelujah, mm-hmm. yeah. you heard mm-hmm. that. Um, and so the, one of the most powerful parts of worship is that you, in the middle of the valley, you look at your enemy and you just say, hallelujah. And then mm, we're going to do that right. song as spiritual battle. Now, mm-hmm. as we're doing that, and as we're planning that with my worship team, I'm like, I do, n- I cannot have a song leader lead that song. Mm-hmm. No yeah. way. I have to yeah. have a worship leader lead that song because we're doing spiritual battle, ascribing deep worth in the middle of incredible pain. And so the more that you can lead from, from being a, that worship, that pastoring of you, and you may say, well, I don't have the title of pastor. Could you still be a worship? Could you still lead pastorally without having that title? I think so. Absolutely. I, th- I think you Absolutely. can. We're all a priesthood, right? That's right. Priesthood Every of all, believer is of all part of the believers. priesthood of all believers. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. I find that song leaders are used to leading songs and they'll lead on a Sunday, but the people that I see um, that are compelling and that really do pastor those moments are being... They can shepherd others because they're being shepherded in their in their quiet time. So when I see them on Sunday, it's like it's just an extension of what they do mm. normally. And you and, and you guys know you've been around it enough. Within three seconds, you're like, "Yep, take me. I will follow you anywhere because I I can trust you're my shepherd, and I'm going to let you lead me as we ascribe worth." Now, if you're a song leader, I can't trust you as a sh- you're going to lead me in a good song. I'm not interested in that, you know. So, and I don't mean to, th- to throw that out. If you're like, "Man, I think I may be a song leader and not." And not really a song shepherd, um, but at the same time, I think you need to uh, you need to aspire to that. Mm-hmm. What are what do you feel like, uh, Scott? Are some practical ways that somebody, if they're recognizing, ooh, I wonder if I am just a song leader, but I want to become a worship leader. Like, what are some practical ways to kind of make that journey from one to the other? Um, I would say, off the top of my head, uh, I would incorporate worship into your quiet time. And so, for me, when it works the best. Uh, I'll sit down and do some quiet time and I'll have my guitar with me and I will be singing a little bit, but then I'll freestyle to the Lord. Nobody's in the room. I mean, listen, I'm, you know, sing a new <laughs> song to the Lord, right? So I'm singing mm-hmm, as I'm mm-hmm. as I'm worshiping. And so that's just that's just naturally flowing out. Uh, I think you be you get a little bit of a mind shift when you are when you're shepherding because you don't think about like uh, it's the thousand things we have to think about as worship leaders, right? Uh, uh you know, are we on time? Are they going to fire the click and loop at the right time? What's happening here? What's going on? Those people are moving here. Like the multiple mind chatter that happens. 
But as a pastor, you go beyond the technique and the technicalities of the music into what's happening in the room right now spiritually. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you can see that with your eyes, but many times you can't. You know, I had a friend uh, uh, some years ago that was like, man, you just kind of have this sense of knowing what to do and when to do. And sometimes I'm like, just let's be quiet. Let's be quiet. And then, and then as we're quiet, I'm just like, okay, Lord, now, no, no, not yet. Okay. And so you're like, well, that kind of, that's kind of weird. Well, the Lord will lead you into shepherding those moments and shepherding those, those people. Usually for me, as I'm, if I'm leading worship and I'm in a shepherding moment, or you'll be doing something like, I wonder if we should do this uh, between these next songs or take a little bit of a right turn and, and do this off script. Now, if you're a song leader, you're not going to go off script. If you're, yeah. if you're a worship shepherd or a worship pastor, you're going to go off script a little bit. And so, so as you're going along, you're like, I wonder if I should take this right turn and go off script. Is that just me or is that the Lord? I don't know. And then again, the mind chatter, right? So for me, if that right turn came up two or three times, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. Uh, and so I, I yeah. felt like that was that was a part of the Lord. And you're like, and it may work, it may not work. But um, so for me, I'm thinking that, and I'm, and I'm always thinking, how can I lead these people deeper into the presence of the, the Lord? And so that's where I'm always asking the question. As a song leader, I'm like, man, my vocals are money right now. Do you hear that sweet <laughs> reverb? Right? As a worship leader, I'm thinking, are these vocals too sweet? And they're actually taking attention away from the Lord. Are these helping people yeah. walk, walk to the Lord? What's this moment doing? To the Lord? What's this song right here going to do? Is it going to interrupt the flow? You start thinking about flow. Um, I think you start thinking about what's what's this lighting doing? What is this? Is this solo really drawing more attention? What's, what is this doing to the people of there? When I think about keys, we talk about this at our church. It's the, it's the, we try to put the keys in the key of audience and not the key mm-hmm. of the vocalist so that the people are coming. Because I want to shepherd them along because yeah. they're coming to me and not me to them. One time, one thing I'm, I'm trying to work in some of our leaders and not quite grabbing on yet is as you're shepherding people, you're saying to them, come with me and not kind of, it's an invitation of come with me as we chase the father together and not a knee in the back. And it's simple stuff mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like sing louder church. Like, don't, don't do that. Let's say sing, you know, but if you just change that phrase from like, cause there you're kind of like a knee in the back, like, come on. Like, I'm just probably like, yeah. like go versus, versus we sing loud to you, Lord. Oh, you hear what I just did right there? I say, man, we're singing loud to you. Oh, we're, now you're inviting me in to be mm-hmm. a part of all that. So I think it's a little bit of a, a mind shift of like all of these sheep, if I'm shepherding, if I'm, if I'm uh, the worship shepherd of them, how, how can I help these sheep come a little bit more into uh, a deeper realization and ascribing worth to the Lord? Yeah, so like basically it comes down to like your thought process becomes who am I leading them to? Yeah. It's being cognizant of, I have, I have a, I have a place I'm going to take them. The minute you grab that guitar, stand behind those keys and get in front of the people, you're going to take them somewhere. Yes. But are you taking them to come see how good of a singer you are? Or are you taking them to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Like I, we've talked about like what we share with our team. And I think we heard this from Glenn Packiam at the experience conference one year. Um, like the best worship leaders are like the tour guides at the Grand Canyon. Mm. They take you, they show you how to get to the Grand Canyon and then once you get there, that tour guide disappears into the background. And now all you see is the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like, so we try to take that tour. We're trying to take you and teach you and show you how to get into the presence of the Lord. And then let me get out of the way so you can just behold the creator of the universe. Yeah. And listen, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the battle 
for if you want to be a great worship leader, that's what you go after. You want to be a great uh, worship shepherd, however you want to say it. That's what you do. The, the problem is everything is working against you on that. Your own ambition yeah. is working against you. Your feedback, as kind as people are, oh, love it when you lead the song. Love it when you lead the song. That's feeding your ego. And man, it, that's why that's why standing on a platform is so dangerous, like we've <coughs> talked about before. You have to answer the glory question. Am I going to hoard the glory or steal the glory from the Lord, or am I actually going to protect the, the glory? And uh, man, you're exactly right. I love that illustration of standing at the Grand Canyon. That's beautiful. Did you, you say something? I've never, in 39 years of being alive and 29 of those as a Christian, I've never really incorporated worship into my quiet time. It's just always been reading the Bible and maybe journaling. I've never thought to actually like, you know, every once in a while I listen to some songs, but maybe it's just because, you know, I'm, I want to hear some, I've never really thought like mm-hmm. worshiping like I would in church on my own. Yeah. And I think that's, that's widespread. We just did a, uh, a worship in production, a big team night and stuff. And, um, here's the thing. Cause some of the, some of the folks listening now are like, well, I'm just in production. I'm not a worship leader. So we sat, I don't think we've talked about this, but I took our, our whole team and I said, Hey, raise your hand. If you guys are, are worship are leading worship and our vocalists raise their hands. And I said, wrong. Everybody is a worship. Everybody in this room is a worship leader. So if you are, if you're running front of house, you throw a hand up, man, like you, like I want people so deep in worship that they're like, I got, sorry, I got to run some slides right here, but I got to praise my Jesus at the same time. <laughs> so you're actually, she- you can shepherd from pro presenter, man. Like you can be a worship leader from running lights. You And so wherever you are in your spot, and that is just infectious. Imagine your whole team now, not leading songs, not leading a production, not leading a Sunday, but leading people to the edge of the canyon and saying, Mm-hmm. Look how amazing our God is. Woo. Amen. Amen. You know, Sandy hit that. Sandy Patty in our last two episodes talked about, you know, being mindful that it's not about the next thing on your plan or the next song you want to sing. It's about what does the audience need? That what does the yeah. congregation need to get them to the Father? What does the congregation need to help them understand this story that we're telling, this narrative that we're telling? Um, and you know, that, that says, that speaks to me because here's somebody with this unbelievable musical gift, un like unparalleled musical gift. And she's saying, yeah, it's not really about the next song I'm supposed to sing. It's about yeah. what do they yeah. need? Yeah. You know, um, that's, that's. And once you live in that place, man, too. it's great. It's just, it's so, infect- mm-hmm. it's, listen, if you've never been there, man, it is so much better than promoting yourself, isn't it? It's just, oh, it's yeah. just so much more fulfilling because you're like, this is Absolutely. what we were born to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you remember, oh, uh, I'll say one last thing, uh, Mr. Prob, remember Sandy also said too, at their church, um, the worship team consists of ushers, greeters, mm. coffee shop. People holding babies in the nursery. People holding babies in the nursery. Every single one of them, You're if you're serving in the, you are pointing people to Jesus. Amen. And so you're on the worship team. Amen. Love it. Amen. We got time for one more. Why not? Hey, you make the rules. We're flowing right now. Mr. Probs makes the rules. <laughs> it's his world. Okay. So this is not, this is not a necessarily a longer one. This is more of a, um, we, you know, we got a lot of followers on the younger end of the spectrum. So what kind of advice, uh, and, and here, this is an idea. Maybe the three of us, 
in in our disciplines, we talk about like from my perspective, from Jeremy's perspective, from Scott's perspective, if you're starting down that ministry road, um, what, what did, what would be the best advice we would give? So I'll start, um, and I'll, these are my production peeps. So I'll stay, I'll stay in that lane. Um, pray, pray. And when you get done, keep praying some more, <laughs> get in the word. Um, something a really good friend of mine said, uh, you're in ministry. If you want to be in ministry and work in the church, you have no excuse not to be in the word every day. Mm-hmm. Start there. And if you're in high school, maybe you're in middle school, volunteer, mm-hmm. get your mm-hmm. butt to whoever the production guy is in your church and say, will you, will you teach me? Don't be afraid to hit the grunt work for three or four years. If they got you coming in, just wrapping cables and cleaning up and pulling up gaff tape from the stage, do yep. it. Because there's yeah. going to come a point in time where they're going to go, hey, thanks for doing all. Come here, let me show you some things on the console. And let them begin to mentor you. We've done that here. There's a young lady who wants to be a production uh, director in a church. And so I've had about four years with her now. Um, she's going off to full sale. We started slow. Hey, go put up these speaker stands. Go do this. But she has been there week after week after mm-hmm. week and been faithful. And so it's getting to the point I can be gone and she can t- run the booth. But it started with her showing, hey, I just want to come and be a servant. Because one day, I know it's tough as you're, as you're looking at that spaceship thing and you want to get your hands on it with all the pretty lights. You're going to have 20, 30 years to go do that one day in the church. Just be a servant right now and soak up everything you can from the people around you. Then go off, get trained in what you're going to do. And then even when you get in it, find mentors, find people who will pour into you that will help get you to be better Try to surround yourself with people who are better at it than you are mm-hmm. um, because it'll help you to raise up to their level. So, mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I'll go next. Um, I, I, the only, I would echo all of that. Um, you know, the, the volunteering, being involved, training, preparation, um, all of those things. And the thing that I always add to young uh, worship leaders is, um, I think that their their idea is that I sit around and listen to elevation worship all day, um, and that is not the case. You know, on a on a on a really busy worship week, I may spend two hours leading worship, and then I spend sixty hours pastoring people and managing volunteers and writing schedules and writing plans and all of the the administrative side of ministry um and so i always what my go-to thing is find a really gifted administrator it doesn't really even matter what the field is um as long as they're it's maybe maybe event related administrator lots and lots of details because what we're doing on the weekend involves lots and lots of details. And so find somebody who can help you think through processes, uh, think through planning and learn how to dot the I's and cross the T's. And that will serve you very, very well as you're trying to build a team and as you're trying to, uh, to build your ministry, uh, on a solid foundation. Completely agree. That's why I'll never be a worship pastor because I am not good with the details. <laughs> yeah, that's what people kind of look at it like, and, and uh, they're like, "Wow, this is all you do." Is like the stage is such a small part of everything behind the Absolutely. scenes. And so, as I thought about this question, I, I would say uh, I would lean into uh, 
Patrick Linciani, uh, it would be great to have on the podcast, by the way, but um, uh, talks about being humble, hungry, and hustle, having humble, humble hungry, and hustle. So uh, yeah, you're looking for somebody who, I would say you need to have humility. Um, when you're young, when all of us were younger, we felt like we knew everything. We were hipper. We had all the the knowledge. And look, here's the, here's the fact of the matter is that you don't, um, because mm-hmm. with age should come knowledge. And for a lot of people that you're around, they are smarter than you are just because they've been through life more than you have. And so you may need to notch it down just a little bit and realize like these people, even though I may not exactly see the world the way that they do, they may have a whole ton more knowledge than uh, than I do. And with that humility comes, I tell people if I was going to start over again uh, and I could do it, I would come out of college. I would find the most awesome church that I could find. I would go try to figure out how to live there and, and I would start cleaning their toilets just to hang out in their environments and be around them. So humility. Second is hungry. Um, you need to learn, 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 because you don't know everything. Um, so ask ask a thousand questions, ask more questions than you answer. Offer to take people to lunch or coffee. Uh, don't be yep. intimidated by people to walk up to them and say, hey, I know you have a bunch more knowledge than I do. Can I take you to coffee? I know you're CEO of whatever, of a hospital or an organization. Um, they're going to tell you, probably tell you yes, because people like to talk about themselves and help other people out. So I would ask a thousand questions in the hungry part and then hustle. I would take advantage of every opportunity. When I was, when I was really young, I sent uh, some correspondence to a guy named Bob Stromberg, who was big uh, in the, the speaking circuit. And I said, man, what you're doing, I would love to do. Uh, what do you think I should do? And he was like, speak, 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 speak at everything that you can. Every small event, every large event. And he was just talking about hustle, all that you can. You're not like trying to hustle like you're trying to hustle in the pool hall. You're just like working every angle <laughs> that you can. And so I've used that in my life and trying to break into the worlds of, of other people and give have, have them just give me a little bit of attention because I want to learn from them. And sometimes it's hard to break in, in them. And in another episode, we can talk about some of the fun things to do to try to, to, try to uh, mm-hmm. gain some relationships outside of the circles maybe that, that you're in. But humble, hungry, and hustle is what I would tell uh, the young people. And echo what Jeremy says, it better be based in your relationship with the Lord because that is mm-hmm. primary. Because you, be, you may say that you're humble, you may be super hungry and hustle, but if you're more about yourself and promoting yourself than you are about the Lord and his, and his bride, you're only going to go so far. Absolutely. Right. And this is so much fun. I wonder if I can find a, some audio of a mic drop, and I just feel like I need to put it at the end of this <laughs> session of sliding into the DMs. <laughs> I feel like we just did work here, boys. Absolutely, man. Always good. Always good. And all, yeah, as good. always, thanks to the nation for listening. The nations. Nations. Thanks to the nations. All right. Worship the Probs Nation. We love you guys. You've been so Absolutely. faithful. We need your help. We need your help. We're sitting at 43,200 followers on Instagram. We are little less than 7,000 followers away from the big reveal of Mr. Probs. Like, okay, now look, as if not just finally figuring out who he is from Oklahoma. And I know that you really want to know who he is and you will. Guys, we are sitting on go on so many big ideas that we just can't do until we hit 50,000 followers. So if you want to see all the things that we've been hinting at for 24 episodes, now 25 episodes of the podcast, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your grandparents, tell your doctor, your lawyer, 
hey, have you heard about worship leader problems? <laughs> Go hit follow. Um, so, so many cool ideas of how we want to continue growing the community. And, and so that's, we like to use the word community because we want this to be an interactive thing that we can all be doing together. And so we have some cool ideas of how we can continue to make that happen. So one way you can easily do that is to go and follow us on Instagram. And another easy way you can do that is right now, whatever app you're using right now to listen to the Worship Leader Pals podcast, could you just have hit like, follow, and leave us a five-star review? Um, all of those things help get um, into the what's new, what's trending on iTunes. And if you can get in there, it would just get us out before more and more people. And so again, just some big ideas that we have for the kingdom. And so we just want to say we're thankful. We're thankful for all of you Absolutely. that continue to listen, that continue to interact on the on the meme account and send us DMs. And again, thank you, Scott Longyear, for joining us. And Absolutely. so guess what? Nice job, boys. It's good times, it's been man. Good being with you. And until next time, see ya. Deuce. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs>